You're listening to the Longer Haul Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston, episode number 28. Welcome to the Longer Haul Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now your host, Jody Livingston. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for tuning in and making this podcast today a part of your day. If you are checking out the podcast for the first time, welcome. Thanks for coming over and checking it out for sure. And if you're coming back, well, thanks for coming on back. You can find me and follow me on the Twitter sphere at, at Jody Livingston. That's J O D Y. And of course, over on the Facebook at The Longer Hall. Cool episode today. Uh, doing some question and answer for you guys. Today, so the links that I mentioned in here, all of these links will be found on the show notes page over at thelongerhall.com slash zero two eight. That's thelongerhall.com slash zero two eight. I am back this week. I was not able to record last week. I was actually sick, had a cold, and lost my voice, uh, which is a problem when you record a podcast that you are required to speak at. And you may even be able to hear it now. My voice is still a little scratchy, um, but you can understand me now and hear me. So that's always a plus on that. It's been a great summer. The grind of summer is so good and so difficult at the same time. I'm excited for the school year to be starting back up. I've taken on some additional responsibility at the church that I serve at, which is uh, exciting and challenging all together. But I am really, really glad to be sitting down and recording another podcast episode. I enjoy this so very much. And I'm doing something a little different today than what we have in the past. I am doing some question and answer. And uh, this is something we'll probably do from time to time on the podcast. It will not be weekly at this point, at least. There are other podcasts that do a great job with that. The Youth Ministry Answers podcast uh, is one, of course, that comes to mind. Kenny and L have been on this podcast. Uh, and so they do that every week. and They do a great job there. But I do get a lot of questions from listeners and readers, and so I want to make sure that I am able to answer those the best that I can. So with that said, if you have a question for the podcast that you uh, think would be good for others or just a question that you'd like answered on here, you can head over to thelongerhall.com. On the right side of the page, you'll see a red button, and you can click on that. It'll take you to a little place where you can actually leave a voicemail message, and I can... uh, Grab that and throw it right in the podcast like those that you'll hear today. So if you have a question, please uh, head over and leave that question there for you. And maybe you'll just end up on the podcast. Uh, Also, thanks to everybody who's been writing and leaving reviews. I really do appreciate it. It means a whole, whole lot to me. And so if you haven't done that yet and you're finding the podcast helpful, please head over to iTunes or over to Stitcher. Subscribe to the podcast, first of all, so that you don't miss anything. When the episodes come out, you can get those right to your favorite podcast player. Uh, but writing and leave review helps so much with rankings. It's certainly encouraging to me. And honestly, if you really are enjoying the podcast, man, I would appreciate it so much. It's just an easy way to give back and to support the podcast and helps a bunch of other youth pastors as well to be able to find the podcast. Uh, obviously, the higher it's ranked, the easier it is to find. So uh, if you've got a few minutes to do that, you can head over to thelongerhall.com slash iTunes, and that will take you there. And if you could subscribe, write, and leave a review, that would be fantastic. I love answering questions. 
from uh, people. And so I'm excited to be able to do this today on the podcast specifically. We got a couple questions here from a couple different youth pastors that we're going to answer today. And the first question is from Cedric's. So let's hear Cedric's question. My wife and I are starting the ministry, uh, the youth ministry at our church. Our church is Carolina. Uh, and we're just trying to figure out where we need to start. Uh, what are some ideas that we should have? We got a pretty small church. We're probably going to have maybe 18 to 20 kids, maybe 12 to 18 kids, uh, from 12 to maybe 18, uh, 8 to 18. Uh, just trying to figure out what to do, what to say, uh, and so on. Uh, like what kind of lessons to teach, uh, what kind of um, ideas, like uh, as far as mission statements and things like that. Should we have that right now or should we just kind of let it come as we uh, become a uh, youth ministry? I would love to know if you guys could let me know. I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Cedric, thank you so much for the question, and I love that you are already thinking about this off the front end and not trying to figure this out six months into this process. I think these are really important questions to be asking, and I would tell you a couple things. First of all, I would look at your church as a whole and see really the vision, the direction, any mission or purpose statements that the church has. Because as a student ministry, you're going to want to fall underneath that. You're not going to want to go in a different direction than the church goes. I don't know, for me, I don't know that I would really necessarily worry about a whole lot of mission statement or purpose statement, but I would really seek out and think a lot about the vision for your ministry. And again, that needs to fall under and reflect back on what the church as a whole is doing. But I would encourage you to really sit down, you and your wife, perhaps other leaders that you have working with you, and really think through what are the characteristics, what are the qualities that you want to see in your students as they leave your ministry, once they graduate out of your ministry, and then kind of work backwards from there on how you can implement those things. What types of things can you do, whether that's teaching topics, certain activities, certain retreats, certain camps, so you have something that you are working towards that is measurable and make sure also that those are transformational in their uh, in their goal and their their context. So you don't necessarily just want a, a student, for example, to love the Bible or to know a lot about the Bible, but you want the you want the Bible to really take root in their life and begin to change the way they view things. Okay, so there's a difference. Knowing a lot about the Bible is a great thing. We all want our students to have knowledge, but it can't be the end goal. We want that to be transformational in the sense that the Bible and the knowledge of Scripture begins to take root and change their heart. And then I would just really encourage you to just invest in relationally into those students. Uh, invite them into your life where you can and, uh, and just let them uh, see you live out your faith, your relationships that you build with those students as you pour in and continually invest will be what really guides and steers the effectiveness of your ministry in every other capacity. And so I always tell youth pastors who are starting out really out of the gate to have a some sense of vision of what it is that you are seeking to accomplish so that then you can measure everything else by that. And having some of those characteristics and some of those qualities in place uh, off the front end will help you make the decisions on your other stuff. That will really help you decide what you're going to do on your midweek stuff if you're doing a midweek thing or what kind of curriculum you're choosing, 
uh, or what kind of events and things like that that you're doing, uh, having that off the front. But first, I would look at the church as a whole and make sure that whatever you are trying to do as a youth ministry, that it lines up with the direction of the church. Because if it if it's going in one direction and, and your ministry is going in the other, the sustainability of that will not be very high. And so you want to make sure that the things that you're implementing are going to not only sustain your ministry, but in the life of those students as they leave your ministry and transition into the real life and body of the church as a whole outside of that. Tons of options out there for curriculum and for things like that um, for you in, in different a lot of different places that you can look for that. But if you don't know the direction of what you're trying to do, then, uh, and what you're trying to accomplish, everything else is going to be really difficult to, to carry out. And honestly, I just wouldn't really stress too much about feeling inadequate. Um, I know that can be an issue when you're first starting out feeling like you're, you're not really, uh, equipped or you're not really the right person. And I would just encourage you to say that right now at this moment, this is God has placed you here in the lives of these students and you are exactly what they need. And so make sure that you are just investing in them, that you're praying for them, that you're encouraging those parents as well, investing in those families. And that all of that is falling underneath the vision uh, that you craft that lines up with what the church has done. And you can go back in the podcast, actually, and you can look at uh, the episode with Nate Turner on crafting vision. He walks through a really extensive process a great is a great episode on how to craft vision for your ministry and Nate's a pretty smart guy which is why I brought him on the podcast so I would highly encourage you if you've not listened to that go back and listen to that episode I'll put a link for that in the show notes for everyone else that's listening uh, but Cedric's I think you're I think you're in a great position and I, I really am glad that you're asking these kind of questions out of the gate and right off of the front end rather than six months down the road or a year down the road trying to figure out, you know, why the train is off the tracks, so to speak. So thanks very much, Cedric, for that question. The next question is from Chris. And Chris has a question about time management, specifically in his case, because he's a volunteer. Uh, so let's hear from Chris. Hi, Jody. This is Chris. Um, I just started listening to your podcast, and I've extremely enjoyed it. Um, my question actually deals with... It's kind of two questions. The first question is, um, I am currently a volunteer youth pastor at our church, um, and I also have a full-time job, um, and um, I'm just trying to figure out how to best spend my time. Um, we currently have 10 kids, ranging from the grades... 6th through 10th, um, our ministry is open for kids 5th through 12th. Um, just kind of wondering how to spend the best time, um, how to manage the best time. Um, once again, I'm blessed by your ministry you have through your podcasts. Um, and if you've answered one of these in another podcast, just let me know. Um, once again, my name is Chris. Thanks. Chris, thank you so much for the kind words, especially I'm glad the podcast is being helpful for you. Certainly, that's always good to hear. It is why I do the podcast, and I love your question. Um, I talk to a lot of youth pastors who are in your situation or who are bivocational. I started out as a volunteer youth pastor and was bivocational for about eight years, and uh, so I love this question, and I resonate so much with your heart 
in asking the question and what's behind it. And um, I just want to encourage you with one thing that uh, you can make a huge impact where you are. And even in being volunteer, being part-time, I know it feels like there's not a lot of time for the ministry itself. There always, there, there's always this feeling that there's more to do than you have time to give. And I will tell you that even as a full-time youth pastor, that feeling never really goes away. And so what you're feeling is, man, is so normal for ministry of any kind. Um, so I want to tell you a couple things that really helped me. And one of the things that I really always encourage youth pastors to do, especially if they are bivocational or on a volunteer basis, is just to do life and bring students along. So we talked about this in the episode with Aaron Hellman on just busy teens. And one of the things that we talked about there is just this idea that, hey, if you've got to run to Home Depot, or if you've got to work on your car or change the oil, or if you have yard work that you have to do, that you just invite students along with you. Invite students to come help with the yard work or help you with your car, or when you're running to the store or whatever. I would really encourage you to take those moments in particular and really capitalize on those types of opportunities. That's where a lot of discipleship happens, and that's certainly where a lot of relationships are built within your student ministry. And those are real easy things to do usually because you're already doing them. So it's just a matter of inviting and bringing up. It may take you a few extra minutes to go pick up some a couple students to take them with you or to get them over there but you're kind of able to still do life as you would, and you're inviting students to come in and participate uh, with you. I would heavily, heavily encourage you to start there first. That's probably one of the most impactful things that you can do, especially when you're part-time or in a volunteer role. Because again, it doesn't take a lot of time necessarily, extra time for you, but it still allows you to be able to be effective and to do ministry uh, along the way. Outside of that, you know, you've got to take care of your family, certainly, and you do have your job. You've got to be able to do your job well. And so make sure you're putting the attention and the focus there. Um, you know, make sure that you're spending time with the Lord, that your walk is good, and that your walk with, with Christ is solid and straight, that you're really taking care of your family first. Don't neglect your family for the sake of the ministry. Um, make sure you're doing your job well. And, and then as the time permits, you know, then you invest into your, your ministry there by just inviting those students in and inviting them along. Depending on the context of your church and your situation too, the demands for your time will be a lot different. Some churches are going to expect you to do a lot more, even as a volunteer, um, than maybe others would. But clearly you want to make sure that you're putting time into prep if you're teaching so that you're, you know, you're teaching well the things that you're teaching are correct and that you're doing uh, those types of things, whatever the events are that you're doing. And then the biggest thing I would encourage you to do, Chris, outside of that is to build a team of people around you. And I talk a lot about building teams here. I actually have a, a course that is about to reopen on building, uh, building a team. But especially when you're part-time or especially when you are volunteer, you really need people around you that can help you so that it's not just you. And even with 10 kids or 15 kids, you you can't do everything and you won't be able to even relate to every student that's in your ministry. 
So you've got parents there. You've got other people that you can pull in. Even one person all of a sudden makes a huge difference. So if you could get yourself and maybe two or three others to come alongside and really jump in and start helping with the ministry, that will ease a lot of the other things off of you and allow you to be able to really focus on the teaching portion and certainly on just the building the relationships there and and that aspect. But I would highly encourage you, man, just invite those students along, jump in life alongside you um, as you go, and that will really allow you to accomplish a lot of things without really having to add a lot more to your time. And it's really, really, really impactful. It's something I still try to do even now as a full-time youth pastor. If I have something to do around the house, I'm still inviting students over or asking them to help because I know that while I'm working on my old Volkswagen Beetle, there's a lot of conversation that comes in that, a lot of opportunity for conversation, whether that's, you know, just on a surface level, really getting to know them at first. Uh, But certainly at, at a certain point, it comes to a place where I can go much deeper and we can really talk life. And I think that's what mentoring looks like. I think that's what ministry looks like. When we read through the New Testament, we see the letters, for example, that Paul writes to Timothy and to Titus. We see the letters to Philemon, uh, and he he's especially in Philemon where he's referencing the relationship that he's built with Onesimus there. But those, those heartfelt uh, letters that are written, not for instruction, obviously, but there's a relationship there that has been built over time. And that really has not been built in a large group setting. That's not been built in some amazing worship set. It was built just in the everyday, day-to-day life of just doing life together and coming alongside and just watching them and imitating them, watching you and watching you imitate Christ, and they begin to imitate you as well in your pursuit of Christ. And so I I wouldn't feel pressured to do everything you see everybody doing. Minister in your context. Um, do what you can. Don't sacrifice your family on the altar of ministry. I know that is a challenge, especially when you are in a volunteer role because you're juggling so many things. But I would just really encourage you to just to bring them alongside. You know, if you can open up your home, I would open up your home at times. Uh, you know, when you can, when you're home. Not you know, not always. Obviously, you want to have some family time there as well, but. You know, just if things are going on, man, bring the kids along, bring the students in into your life and let them walk alongside you. And that'll save you some time and and having to plan something else and do something else. And at the same time, really allow that discipleship, that just natural discipleship process kind of take place as you go. So I hope you find that helpful. Again, thanks for the very kind words, Chris. I appreciate it very, very much much. And so if you have a question, you can head over to thelongerhall.com again. On the right-hand side, you'll see a big red button. You can click on that, leave a voicemail message there for me, and uh, you just might end up on the podcast like Cedric's and like Chris. Uh, I'm excited for the school year. I'm excited for what is coming up for the longer haul, for sure. I'm excited about the the reopening of the Building the All-Star Teams course. I'm actually teaching at a conference this weekend on uh, longevity and ministry, and on building all-star teams. Those are two of my favorite topics. I think they go hand in hand. I don't, I don't know of anybody who really can sustain a ministry of longevity without a strong team around them, and you can't really do that uh, if you don't really have a plan uh, 
for longevity out of the gate. So I'm excited. I'm excited certainly for that and for the course to reopen. So if you're not already on the mailing list for the longer haul, you're going to want to head over there and jump on that. Uh, and that way you'll know when that comes out because it should be here in the next week or so that that will reopen. And uh, it's a great course, super helpful. Uh, the feedback has been phenomenal for that. And I really believe it's helpful, which is why, uh, which is why we do what we do. So thanks for listening, for taking the time to, to be here um, and to check in every, uh, every week, hopefully, with the podcast. And thanks for all you do. I really appreciate everything that you do for youth ministry, for your youth ministry, for your students and for your families. I just want to encourage you. I know this time of year is a hectic time of year. You're coming off usually off of a busy summer and heading into the school year, uh, which can be a little crazy off the front of the gate, trying to get everything together and falling back into a normal routine and usually already a little bit tired as you are coming off of summer. And so stay the course. You are making a difference. Be intentional with what you do. Pray for your students. Stay in the word. Love on some teens and steer them to Jesus. I promise uh, as you do that, you will make an impact and an influence for sure. And uh, so that'll do it for today and for this episode. Thanks for tuning in and for listening. Again, if you have a question, head over to thelongerhall.com. Leave your question there. And uh, we'll do this again from time to time on the podcast and spend some time answering some questions. Also, don't forget to head over and write a review, leave a review there, and subscribe to the podcast if you're finding it helpful and you're enjoying it. So that's it for this week. We will see you in the next episode. And until then, give them Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com.